Hello, everyone. Welcome along to another March edition of the Luton Town Supporters Trust podcast. Uh, if you've already listened to the full episode this month, don't worry, there isn't another one, there isn't two in a month. We are back to preview Derby Day. So we're recording this on Wednesday night to timestamp it. So we're three days away, less than three days away uh, from the return fixture of, well, the worst day of the season so far. Uh, with me, I have got James Cunliffe, the Lutonian journalist, uh, Trust Chairman Tony Murray and Town fan Dan Barrett-Davis. Gents, uh, international break's over, thank fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. get some real football back. Yeah, yep, definitely. Yeah. Should just say, obviously, whilst the international break was on, uh, the non-league day did take place. So everyone who went to a game, hope you um, enjoyed that game and gave a much uh, needed fun. No, 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 I didn't, Kev. No, I didn't. To a lot of our local clubs, <laughs> which you didn't do that to either. Tony went to Kettering, got bored out of his brains, which serves him right, to be quite to be quite honest, going so far. Um, but there we go. But that's it. And if you, if like me, you watched another non-league game which had England in it, well, I pity you as well. So, um, normal football. And, well, I'll come to you first, James. It is 17 years since there was a crowd on Derby Day at Kenilworth Road. Will be the first time you cover a Derby Day with a crowd. Looking forward to it? I can't wait. Proper football. Um, yeah, it's, it's this gap has given it a proper build up I think because I've just missed football um, and yeah I mean I was at the game uh, two seasons ago but there was no crowd in and it was a it was a great day but obviously the, the one missing thing was 10,000 Luton fans being able to celebrate that James Collins penalty it was it felt a bit flat afterwards um, so this is uh, this is the big one and obviously after that uh, debacle down the road earlier in the season there's um everything to play for lots to make up for uh and worth bragging rights to maintain uh it's got it all really isn't it yeah it certainly has we're going to come on to the meaning and absolutely everything that uh, there is to do with this game shortly but tony you was at that game two years ago uh the collo penalty uh obviously the goalkeeper wiped out elijah didn't he? if he wants to do that on saturday you feel free son um <laughs> It's just sterile, but, you know, I mean, obviously any win over him will take, absolutely will take, particularly as it's actually 30 years since we've beat them at Kenilworth Road in front of a crowd. But this one's this one's extra special, isn't it? Oh, God, yes, yes. Um, so it, it, want to beat them so badly and not just by one goal either. You know, the, the, the game at their place was just awful, awful for any Luton fan. And we we owe them one all round. And, you know, I think we as fans, we've all got to be up for this one. We've all got to be, you know, shouting and hollering to will our players on. They know full well how much this means to us and we owe them one big time. Yeah, we most certainly do. Dan, you've obviously not seen Luton win a derby at Kenilworth Road. I don't know if you've been to any at Kenilworth Road, but are you looking forward to Saturday? Well, you are looking forward to Saturday, aren't you? Everyone is. But how much are you looking mm. forward to it? It's just another game to me, Kev. Um, no. Um, <laughs> start off with I just a load want... of in your <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to see your face, your reaction there. Um, yeah, no, I know. I have seen one back in 2006. Um, and the less said about that, the better, really. I'm still not convinced that second one crossed the line. Um, you know, but apparently that didn't count for anything that day. Uh, but we were crap. 
we were crap. It was it was I think we we were just about to play Liverpool as well. I think a lot of the players had that on the minds rather than um, the actual derby day and the game in hand at the time. To be honest, if I'm going to be critical, um, you'd, you'd have thought back in 2006 that you wouldn't be waiting, what, 17 years for another fixture at Kenilworth Road in front of the crowd for derby day. So it's been long anticipated. There's a lot of younger supporters that won't remember having played them as people have been too young back, back in 2006. Um, you know, and, and for, for years, as, as you already said, for years, we always had a good record against them. So it was always like a, a draw or a win was always on the cards. And you, you kind of fancy it this time. I'm not going to tempt fate with it because that's, that's silly. We did that last time and we got absolutely shut all over. Um, but yeah, no, really looking forward to it, uh, especially after two weeks without, without a game. Yeah, bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously the poignant thing of 2006 was little did we know then that we were on the verge of it all going seriously tits up. And um, I guess, James, uh, Saturday is just another reminder of the great way that we've rebuilt and come back and uh, are forced to be reckoned with. And and I guess if you look at the league table and the fact that we're nine points ahead of them, despite that absolute debacle down the road five months ago, it really just shows just what a great club we are, how well we've rebuilt. And, you know, for the want of um, bringing up that column that I did for you uh, a couple of years ago, <laughs> it just really does show the difference between the two sides. Well, it does now. I mean, they always had um, that they were higher up in the pyramid to sort of hold over uh, hold over Luton fans. It's about all they have, really, because, um, <clears throat> you know, you speak to any Luton fans and they'll bang on about how they've been in the Premier League, not realising that. The football didn't start in 1992 and Luton have still had more top flight minutes, top top flight years than them. But you'll get those people and they'll they'll bang on about we've been in the Premier League and sometimes they even bang on about how they were in the FA Cup final. I don't think they managed to see the scoreline, but um it was quite the drubbing, um, if they want to have a quick look at that. But um <laughs> They yeah. were worse that day than we were down there. That's how bad it, you know. So yeah, exactly. I wouldn't I wouldn't exactly. be picking that one up. So those are the things that, that 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 club have had to hold over Luton, and the fact that Luton um, had to have that spell where everything did go tits up, and it went down the league and out of the league, and took too long to get back. And but now same division, and uh, the table doesn't lie. So uh, they've got really they've got very little to hold over Luton, except probably that four nil uh, earlier in the season, and. <laughs> It, it, you know, if Luton can beat them this time around, it would not only like sort of cement that dominance a bit more, but edge them closer to not getting out of this division this season because they're they're really staring down the barrel of it. I mean, it won't be the the result that that does it, but they could they could potentially be eight points adrift of the playoff pack with seven games to go, and considering the form they're in were in um so that doesn't look like that would be achievable and um you know and it's what is it now nine points lunar above them um you can make that 12 um it really shores up luton's promotion uh chances and uh, playoff hopes at least um so it's a you know it's a massive game in, in that respect and uh, you, you would have to think that that the the team would be so much more up for it than 
that they seem to be down there. I mean, it's different, it's different sides as well. That's another thing that you've got to realise that. I mean, Luton weren't going too badly at the at the time, but um, different manager, different players. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, different players. You look like they had Bree, uh, you know, Bradley who hasn't played uh, for, for much of it since then. Freeman's been out a long time. That was Doughty's, was it first game, second game, something like that? Something like that. Um, <clears throat> you know, and, you know, we've been marvelling at how this team have played under... Rob Edwards, since that lot got rid of him and Luton took him on, and now uh, how, how much he's proved himself as well. Um, it's a massive game on all fronts, not least for him, I should imagine. Yeah, it, it is a massive game. And I guess, Tony, the fact that since there was last a crowd at Kenworth Road, we've had to come back through the leagues, that only makes this game even more anticipated amongst Luton fans that we're actually finally going to be there at Kenworth Road, where hopefully the boys do the business. And um, it's just a sign of, you know, we're back. We're more than back, actually. We're uh, we're a force to be reckoned with, and we're above this lot again. Oh yeah, it, it's great. It's been a long time coming, Kev, and uh, you know, this Saturday can't come too quickly for me. You know, it, it, it as I said before, we do owe them one, and it'll be great that I mean, this time our, our players will will be actually on the field without having to wear nappies this time. And, uh, you know, it's, um, they should be up for it. We're all up for it and everything, you know, and uh, they will know they've been in a game. I, I, I think this time around, it'll be different. Um, you know, it, whether we get the result or not is something else, but I think on the pitch, our guys will be up for it. Um, as we said, there were mitigating certain circumstances down at their place and, you know, it was no fun having to leave that. I saw you after the game down there and we were, both of us, we weren't very happy at all, were we? And both of us had to walk through them to get back to our transport to go. And, you know, you're looking at them and thinking, well, some people are pleased, easily pleased, aren't they? You know, you know, and I've said to you before, you know, I looked at them all and thought, well, we might have lost 4-0, but I don't have to dress like that. You know, and it was um, just bad all round. But on Saturday, it's different. Our stadium is smaller, uh, more compact. And as fans, we are right up on up on top of the pitch. And as we've heard constantly from players who've, who've played for the opposition at Kenilworth Road, they don't like it. It's intimidating. And all these Watford players, they 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 the players they won't be used to this sort of thing. You know, they they, they, they can um come out there. I think they will be intimidated and you know if we can get off on the front foot it will be good. But let's let's bear in mind, you know, um another statistic about Watford. They are one of the few teams that have lost to QPR this season. So it just shows you how bad they can be. Right. Well, I was going to I was going to bring that up actually, Dan, because Tony made a point there about the atmosphere at Kenilworth Road, and, and mm. the only other ground in this league that I can kind of liken Kenilworth Road to is obviously not the same, but it's close to it is actually Loftus Road. And as yeah. Tony said, they did go there a few weeks ago, and they did lose there, and they didn't just lose there; they lost to a team managed by Gareth Ainsworth, which is you know even more of a <laughs> even more of an achievement. To be fair, so I guess. You know that kind of highlights that maybe they 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 will sort of fulfil the atmosphere and freeze in it. 
I think they, if they didn't know, already know they were going to be in the game when they walk out onto the pitch. I think it will be become evident within the first couple of minutes. As soon as the ball goes into the main stand for a throw into Watford, they're going to know about it straight away. Whoever the throwing taker is, but I pity him. <laughs> um, yeah, like Tony said, Kenilworth Road can be a daunting place to go for any opposition supporters. And we all know from speaking to current players who have played against us and anybody that's played at Luton before, they don't Excuse like Excuse me for interrupting you, Dan, but I can see... Some of their players coming off at half time and asking Chris Wilder, Excuse me, Gaffer, can you tell me it's a wanker? <laughs> <laughs> I don't imagine a fair few of them already know what that is. But... <laughs> well, they should be used to it, I would have thought. You know? <laughs> There's plenty of them in the dressing room. But it's written in the contract, isn't it? To play for Watford, you're a wanker. So <laughs> just, let, let's clarify that colourblind wanker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, they they should know straight away. I mean, a lot of those players would have come from big clubs, supposedly, um, used to bigger arenas, miles away from the fans. You sense that they're a bit more detached from the supporters than what we are. You know, if, if you want to see the players, you can greet them a couple, an hour before kickoff at the main entrance. Whereas at Watford and other places like that, you can't get near them. You know, you, you can meet them afterwards and have photos taken with you. And, with them and stuff and you can't get near them so there's that element to it as well I think we're more together we don't change our managers every five minutes like they do um, so that there's already a sense of identity and you know we've 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 got a manager that started the season with them and I think he'll know as good as anybody what this what this means because he's had a foot in both camps and I think we can use that to our advantage he'll know the strengths and weaknesses that Watford possess because the squad hasn't changed drastically since he was there and we can use that to our advantage as well as the home advantage. And I, th- I think they'll be they'll be petrified a little bit. I think you know, but w- we have to be up for it. There's absolutely no excuse this time. You know, I, I'm not having any more sickness bugs creeping in. And you know, at least yeah, we've got I... Nathan Jones telling us that we should be proud of our team today. Fuck off, Nathan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think the players are going to need uh, too much. Speaking to a couple of them. Uh, in recent times, they know exactly what's going on. Yeah, let's and, talk. About, and I'll tell you what as well, Kev. I, I, we'll have another thing as well. Our, our our manager will not be being tapped up this time. No, he won't. <laughs> he'll be well and truly. He'll be well and truly uh, here to stay. We uh, we absolutely hope. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's mm. now transpired that Nathan Jones was in talks with Southampton an awful lot earlier than the Stoke game that was mm. his last game, but that was then. This is now James. Let's talk about the current manager because he's fantastic. He's obviously. He'll, I presume you've got a press conference with him tomorrow where he's going to play absolutely everything down. And that's all mm-hmm. going to be bullshit because he'll want to win this game like you would not believe, mm-hmm. isn't he? He will. He will. It's human nature, isn't it? But he is. And if we do win the game, we'll find out exactly how much he wanted to win the game after <laughs> the game, won't we? We will. Yeah, well, that's, won't that, keep that emotion in. No, 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 we'll know that before he leaves the pitch. Yeah, that's what I mean. He won't keep that emotion yeah. in. It's it's, it's going to be like when you know the, the 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 Nathan Jones sort of halcyon days in League One and Two, wouldn't it? After the game, if we win, yeah. I mean, there's no question that he knows all about it. Um, you know, even if he hadn't had the foot in the other camp, I think there's 
no part of being a Luton manager that that should it shouldn't be instilled into you how big a game playing Watford is. But it will know it from both sides. You know, those were a good portion of the questions when he first joined the club and we had our first press conference with him. Um, he's asked, been asked about it plenty of times. Yeah, it's still most of the meet the manager night uh, earlier this month. Yeah. Well. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's fairly selfless in that he always puts the onus onto the players um, and the credit, more importantly, onto the players and says that they have to do that. So you probably expect that that would be the case in the, in the build-up to it. He won't he won't play down, I wouldn't imagine, how big a game it is. Um, but he, he won't want it to be the Rob Edwards show, that's for sure. Um, and it's, it is, you know, what he says, it really is up to the players to make sure that it, that it isn't. And, and um, you know, everyone, every one of those players that play, him, everyone in the bench can feel proud of their performance and happy with the results so yes um but you can't you can't escape it it's the headlines are there whatever you know they're they're already written whatever the outcome aren't they but um i think you know you'll you'll relish in it if you win and you'll be despondent if you lose but there's a bigger picture as well after this i know you don't want to hear about bigger pictures you only want to we'll hear, hear about, about that in the next episode you only want to hear about <laughs> you, you only want to hear about three points here but yeah. the, the bigger picture is that what we talked about a little bit earlier is just that league position and what's happening at both clubs luton are on the up in every sense they've got a great uh, club and a great setup and and watford or a basket case. Um, they're low on form. Um, they've got a new manager. If they turn it on, if those players turn it on, the Watford players, they are really good players, but they haven't been able to do that so far. So you've, you've got to bear that in mind. You know, if, if Jao Pedro turns up and, and Saar and Sema turn up, then that's a game on your hands. And and the, the manager's a decent manager, but he's obviously new in and before the international break, he was talking about how they were low on confidence. So whether that break is good for them or not, I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, no, there's there's lots of intrigue to this game. Um, but yeah, I take I take all of your points and you don't want to hear any of that stuff. You just want to hear you, you want to hear <laughs> five nil at Kettle Fraser Lewin. Yeah, we just hope that it's not that stuff we're focusing on uh, sort of next week. I mean, Tony, it's human nature that he's got a point. Rob Edwards will feel he's got a point to prove to them. And going out there, absolutely smashing them up, finishing their season as competitive. But it seems like a good way to me to prove the point. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, you know, in human nature, um he will want to put one over on them. And you can't blame him for that either. I don't think he was treated fairly at that time anyway. Um, but I, I, I suspect, you know, it's right. Rob will play it down. He'll play it down and, and he'll, he'll, tomorrow he'll probably say it's just another game of football and it's what matters is the end of the season. But inside, I think he'll be, he'll want it. And in private, he'll say it. Uh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall for his team talk tomorrow. I really would. Um, but I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if we win. Let, let, let's put that right on it. If we win, um, his reactions afterwards. I don't think he'll be going into the stands like Nathan, but uh, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he <laughs> out Nathan's on the on, on the pitch. You know, but it, it, as I said earlier, they, they're, they're well aware of how much it means to us as supporters. Um, there's a score to settle, not just with him, uh, with his ex-employers, because of, as I said, how he was treated, but for us as, as um, supporters, but for the players, because they'll want to show that that 4-0 was totally out of character. You know, um, we all knew right from the start that something must have been wrong because the players just, there was no effort, there was no energy about them at all. And uh, they got a very fortunate first goal, which uh, I thought was down to James Bree because he didn't pick up the goal on, on the far post. But I think we've got to be um, on the front foot right from the off. I think we've got to get into them. We'll press them very high. Um, our energy levels have got to be up. And we've got to go in and we've got to hurt them. I don't mean, you know, break a leg or anything like that, but we've got to put strong challenges in and roll them up because they have got players who um, have been known to flare up and, uh, you know, strike back. I mean, yeah, if you look at the two squads on paper, yeah, they've paid millions of pounds for players, but when it comes to it on, on, on the out on the pitch on the green, they'll... Um, those price tags don't amount for that, particularly in a derby game. You know, our lads all want to prove, hey, I'm just as good as you are, if not better. And I think there's going to be a terrific battle in the midfield. Let's hope um, a, a certain players then uh, uh, that they've got lives up to his name, loser. Um, <laughs> you know, so it just depends upon how how uh, Saar and Pedro and, and players like that play, you know. Um, they have got some good players. Um, Kone, if he plays, you know, but I, I, I think we can get at them. Um, we've got a, a very, very good uh, defensive midfielder in the Camber who didn't play in that 4-0 game. Um, and I think he's made no end of difference to us as a team. Uh, and we've we've got two big lads up front who are quite handy, and I don't think they'll relish playing against them either, um, because both Elijah and Carlton are, are pretty good in the air, and and they can play on the deck as well. So I I think um, we've got every reason to be optimistic. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm hoping come. Um, end of the after 90 minutes on Saturday we'll we'll be celebrating hopefully yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah I suspect the aforementioned Mr Loser might have an interesting time of it certainly from the crowd after he waved off show off down at their place it's just it's just just a a shame success doesn't play for them now either isn't it we could give him some real shit hopefully it'd be the only (laughs) success that they would have had on the day Um, Dan Yeah. Are you more confident under Edwards in a big game than under Nathan Jones? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not difficult to see why, really. Um, I often feel that sometimes when we've had the big games, Nathan doesn't really go for it. Um, and I feel since Edwards has come in that we we have. You know, we've been a bit more, a lot more positive in our play. You know, we've been a bit more adventurous, creating more chances. We're looking to score, whereas Nathan, it was more about keeping the ball and 
you know, trying to grab a chance here and there where we can, but trying to protect anything that we've got, um, which does work some of the time, but you have to change it up a little bit. And he doesn't always do that. You know, he'll probably turn it on against like the lower the lower half of the table sides, but he won't he won't necessarily do it when you're playing, you know, your Watfords and your <clears throat> your Sheffield United and that. You know, there's there's been games uh, under Edwards that I think we would have drawn games with one that I think we would have drawn and games we've drawn that I think we'd have lost under Jones. And that's not that's not, you know, doing any disservice to Jones or anything like that. But I just feel that when it comes to the occasion, Edwards is probably a better motivator and I think he makes it more about the team, more about the players rather than about himself. I think Nathan's been guilty of that in the past of making it all about himself. And we all know how that happens every time you leave Luton. So. I think the uh, reason why I'm more comfortable and confident under Edwards as manager is the fact that he can change in a game. Yeah. And so if, it's, not go- if it's going right or it's not going right or whatever, he can make the necessary adjustments and, and I would trust him an awful lot more than I would uh, than I would trust us under the previous um, way that we were doing things. Um, it, it, it does sort of know when to change things as well so like, and, and when not to as well because I think there was a game recently where he waited till like the 80th minute and bought one, one sub on and we're all thinking well that one, he's not changing it he's not changing it Nathan would very often leave it 70-75 when we're chasing we're chasing a goal and leave it till 15 minutes to go to the end and we're like well hang on a minute what's going on you know and then he'll he'll Take, he won't take the obvious one off, well, obvious to us, and then we end up not winning the game, for example. Whereas with, with Edwards, the only time he'll do that is if we're in a comfortable position and we don't really need to change anything. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Whereas I think Nathan tried a bit too hard at times. I think Edwards is a bit more pragmatic in that sense. Yeah, yeah would agree definitely. with that. Uh, yeah. James, let's pick out some players on the day. We really need to. Um, we really need them to show up. Marvellous in the camber. We've made a big thing of him at the start of this month in the last podcast. Uh, we still haven't conceded a goal in an open play that hasn't been chucked in by the goalkeeper or been offside whilst he's been at the club. Um, he's just brilliant, isn't he? And, you know, obviously, if he can dominate that part of the midfield, it's going to give us a heck of a chance of um, doing what we do at the other end. Yeah, so so much protection that he gives Um you know, if you're an opposition team looking at how you're going to break Luton down, it must be a, a hell of a conundrum at the moment because unless somebody gives a penalty away, or like you say, the Lido doesn't spot an offside or Ethan Horvath chucks one in, then um, no one's scoring against Luton. And, you know, he's a big part of that. Tom, you know, Tom Lockyer as well. And, and I'd like to thank Wales uh, for not playing him and damaging him in the week. Um, this silly decision, really, because he's, Clearly, the best got to be the best Welsh, Welsh defender out there at the moment. But um, you know that's their loss and Luton's uh, and Luton's gain. So um, it's a great foundation that Luton have at the moment, um, and that uh, that Edwards has instilled in them, and um, it gives them a platform to um, uh, really be quite positive. And you know the fact that. Um, Doughty and Drame were, were so on song before the break. Uh, bodes really well, but Doughty in particular. I mean, it, you know, we talk about the, the the game at Watford being his um, long-awaited first introdu- introduction. Really, 
Yeah, um, it's his second game, wasn't he? He played the yeah, Norwich game the that's uh, right. Tuesday before, but he was in midfield there, wasn't he? And obviously, that's not the position that he's going to play on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he didn't really get to see his talents then because of uh, obviously what happened. Um, but since then, it's been a it's been a revelation, I think. And he's just to see a modern player run with the ball and see one player in front of him and just think, "I'm going to take you on." Nothing fancy, just knock it past him and run. Uh, I think it really gets bums off seats to see pe- people do that rather than the. Tried and tested, stop, come back inside, pass the ball, no flyers. It really stretches teams. I think Jamie is starting to do that as well. So it's a real, real potent weapon that uh, that Luton have. And if if those two are on song uh, with Nakamba keeping it tight uh, and shielding that defence, then and then Luton have got every chance. I think. Yeah. Nakamba, absolutely. Nine tackles he made at Sunderland uh, in the game before uh, the international break. Double anyone else on the pitch that afternoon. Um, and as I said in the takeaways that I wrote for James's um, website, if you want a defensive midfield masterclass, just fire up Alexa and she'll show you his performance at Sunderland. Absolutely superb. Tony, um, James has just mentioned Cody Drame there, another huge player presumably, and I don't know for sure because I haven't seen Watford under Chris Wilder, but presumably Ken Seaman's going to be somewhere down in that left-sided direction. Um, so is going to uh, have to win that battle. But he's been up against a few left-wingers recently that are supposedly quite tasty and he's kept them in his pockets. So there's absolutely no reason why he can't do that on Saturday. No, not at all. I mean, he's done really well for us, Cody, has since he's come in, he, he, he's played really well. And uh, I, I think he can do it again on Saturday. Um, I'm looking forward to it. That, that should be quite a battle. But, um, you know, it, it took him a couple of games to, to find his feet and show us what he can do. But he's been outstanding for us. So there's, there's going to be, you know, quite a few players there who are on top of their game now who will be, who'll be playing that weren't available for us in that first game. So um, yeah, and I, I I like our our back three. I mean, Amari Bell has really stepped up to the mark as well. Osho's getting better and better, and you know he's he's starting to lose that thing of where he had a, a there was a mistake waiting to happen. And and Tom has been absolutely outstanding. And Rich Burke when he when he uh, is back, it, but it you know we don't know the injury situation at the club at the moment, so. You know, whether Burke will figure or, or, or even Pelly, I don't know. You know, it, um, we'll wait to see. But, um, yeah, it's certainly a tasty proposition and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. There's, there's going to be a lot of battles all over the pitch, but I don't think Cody will let us down on Saturday, mate. No, I don't either. Absolutely magnificent at Sheffield United, mm-hmm. as we'll come on to. When we reflect on this game and the games that have gone since uh, in our full podcast next week, uh, Dan, the other battle that if we're going to win this game, we have to win. Tom Lockyer against Keenan Davis. It's a perfect day for Tom Lockyer, and he loves a striker who likes to be uh, physical and direct at a defender. It's right up his street. And as James has just mentioned, he's had two weeks sitting on the bench watching uh, inferior teammates running around two football pitches. So he'll be chomping at the bit to. Um, do his bit on Saturday. Yeah, if, if there's one thing you can guarantee 
for Saturday is Tom Lockyer will be up for it. Um, I fully expect him to be captain as well. Um, and as you say, he'll relish going up against the likes of Keenan Davis and, and he'll give him a tough time. And he, he will. You know, he's, he's not going to let him have too much space if he can help it. Um, I wouldn't say he'd be watertight on him. I don't think he'll be like completely tight on him or anything because I think Davis is quite strong. He's quite strong forward, isn't he? He can sort of turn people. And, you know, I think if he drops a yard off of him, he's got got every chance of beating him to the ball, as it were. Just sort of give him that um, bit of false uh, comfort, if you like, and then just sort of sneak around him and get it off him. Uh, I think Lockie's quite clever like that. And I think Luton have got a lot cl- more clever off the ball in recent weeks. And I've, I've, I remember watching Sheffield United and Birmingham and Bristol City in particular, how, how good we were off the ball um, <clears throat> with positioning. And Lockie is a centrepiece with that, you know, how organised the back three is. And it, it, it restricts people. You know, we're not conceding many goals, as you see, apart from, like you say, when Ethan throws one in or a ref gives a stupid penalty away or whatever. So... It'll be a good battle between them two um, and it'll be a good battle whoever's playing up against Elijah and Carlton as well because they're not going to they're not going to enjoy it. You know, if we give Morris and Adebayo the service, we know we can give them from the likes of Drame and Doughty, as the boys have said, you know, they're going to have a terrible time. They're going to have a terrible time and that's when they're not being picked up by the likes of Campbell and Pelly. Marvellous, etc. Jordan Clark in midfield. So whoever's whatever the three is, you know, that's another thing. We've got strength in depth. It doesn't matter what midfield three we pick. You know, it doesn't really matter what back three we go with. We're, we're confident that whatever team we pick, we'll get a result. We don't know the injury situation yet. I think we get an update tomorrow, don't we? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure James will ask Rob if no one before him has already yeah. done so. Yeah, I'm not expecting yeah. too many up, but I, 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 I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't expect Pelly back. I'd be very no. surprised, and it's such a I mean, shame yeah. for him as well because yeah. he missed out at Vicarage I mean, Road even as if well. It's fit, you would think he'd only be on the bench given how well everyone else has played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I think so. Like I say, it doesn't really matter what three you pick. Alan Campbell's been very unfortunate um, throughout March, not playing too much because Clark and Panzer and the Campbell were doing the business you know there wasn't really any need to put him in it was sort of a question of keep yourself fit and when you get the chance grab it with both hands and you know that Campbell will give you that so yeah and it's only a matter of time before somebody needs to pull out for whatever reason so yeah it's healthy and then you've still got Luke Berry to come in from that and Lansbury as well can still do a job in there as well so we're very well equipped I'm not I'm not worried too much about that and I think we'll do the midfield battle I think it, it, it'll be a close edge game, you know. It'll be one in midfield. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, key areas all around the pitch. Obviously, I mm. could have mentioned Damari Bell against Ishmael Saar. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, Amari Bell is so strong that even when he breathes on someone, they fall over these days. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's another battle that's to be won. But I think those three that we've just highlighted, if we win those battles, I'd be very, very, very confident that we're the ones mm. that come out on top in that game. Right then, gents, before we go, before we finish this preview, uh, oh, James, what God. do you want to see on Saturday and what is your predicted outcome? I don't want to see any penalties against Moon. I don't want to see any. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Josh Smith, please, please listen to this. We yeah. do not want you to give any penalties away. In fact, I think uh, I think if there's any football karma out there, then somebody 
needs to absolutely scythe someone down and the ref just go, no, not Penny. That'd, that'd be some sort of karmic justice coming Luton's way. But let, let's just keep them out of the, out of the penalty box in, in in the entirety. That that would be handy. You, you just want more fight than the last time, don't you? I mean, you know, illness and extenuating circumstances and all that, but... Um, you know, it, it went wrong from the off. And so everything's got to be the opposite this time. Luton have got to press the advantage straight away. Um, and if they can do that, which they have done in the last few home games, actually, um, uh, then then it gets uh, the, the crowd on side. And uh, I mean, not like you guys are going to need any g up for this one at all, but the noise levels just go up a couple of decibels if that happens. And, you know, if you can get an early goal, like uh, you know, you did against Chelsea in the FA Cup. And see where that see where that takes you. Um, but yeah, just more more of the same really from um, the the defensive side of the team and what they've been doing. It's been astonishing, really, uh, how many clean sheets they've kept and how many they probably should, how many more they should have had if it wasn't for inept refereeing um, and officiating. And then uh, you just you just want Carl Morris to be on the form that he had been before that break and 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 getting amongst the goals. I I, I think it'll be tighter than than um, it'll obviously be tighter than the last game. Bloody better, be <laughs> yeah, obviously be tighter. <laughs> unless, but, unless it's yeah. gone in completely the opposite direction. Unless the other way, yeah. Yeah, I I I am I am slightly wary. They are essentially a team of mercenaries. But no, they're have... not essentially the team of mercenaries. <laughs> they are full on team of mercenaries. But some, of those, group, yeah. but some of those mercenaries, if they turn up, if they want to, can can really cause some damage. So you just got hope that they don't really. Mm. Um they you know, they're 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 a team of individuals against a team and, and, and you hope that the team comes out on top. You're not gonna give me a prediction, are you? I'll go for a narrow one nil. That'll do. There's been plenty of them in recent times. Plenty of them. We are becoming the masters of a 1-0 win when referees allow that to be the case, of course. Tony, what mm-hmm. do you want to see? What's your score prediction, mate? I want to see their players come out of that tunnel and I want to see in their faces, oh, I don't really fancy this today. But what I, I want to see is karma. I want to see, you know... Um, Time up for all those god awful penalties we've had given us against given against us. I want to see Elijah score a hat trick of penalties on Saturday. That's what <laughs> I'd like to see. Um, you know, but you know, I you know, I've I've seen a lot of derbies over the years, and I'll tell you something. If ever there's any luck going, or jamminess or anything like that, then those bast- yellow bastards always seem to get it, right? So I I want it all for us on Saturday. I, you know, I don't... If we lose the game, oh, God, no, that's an awful thought. But <laughs> as long as those... Wankers know they've been in a gun, right? And we're up for it, and we're on the front foot from the word go. I, if ever, you know, 
we've said it because of the Luton performances. We've said somebody this season is going to get a tanking. Please, <laughs> please, please, if there's a God, let it be on Saturday. <laughs> right? let, let, let it be. Please, please, please let it be on Saturday. Um, you know, Tony's not a religious I, man, but he's literally praying to the gods here. Don't know about Tony. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I want. Um, but any sort of win, I will take. If it's a, if it's a, 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 a scrappy game and we get a lucky one nil win, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know. Um, do you know what, Kev? I, I'm going to do James, and I'm not going to give you a prediction either, because um, I went one nil. He gave me a prediction. Did yes, he did. Sorry, he, sorry, you just, sorry. You just gone for a tank in. Not seventy-five nil. You said, didn't it? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. My secret's out now. When James starts talking, I fall asleep. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no. You look very rested. I'll, I'll, I'll say two nil. Fair enough. That's two uh, two good ones. Dan, same question to you, mate. What do you want to see and what's the score going to be? Well, I want to see the opposite in effort to what we had at Vicarage Road. Um, polar opposite, please. Uh, I want fight from the first minute. I want them in the warm-up when, they, when they're going back in to get dressed. I want the whole of Ken and we're afraid to get behind them and carry that on through to the last, the last kick, to the last ball's kicked. And we've just got to, the players have just got to be up for it. Fight, passion, desire. Show everything they've been showing in recent games before the break. I'm gonna go for i I'm gonna go for a one-nil because law of averages in recent weeks, I think that's what'll happen. Um and you know, we should continue our overall dominant record of wins over them, which all time is apparently fifty-three to their thirty-eight. Yeah. That's so right. that's another one they can stick in their pipe and smoke it. Um, <laughs> and that's and that's not managers, by the way. That's, that's... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's a fair point because we've done this preview thinking we're playing against Chris Wilder, but you know, it, what's, it, there's still plenty of time for a curveball to be chucked in the uh, the opposite dugout. You know, it's, there is. I mean, they, on the they... realms. I mean, don't forget, Hull sucked. That's Hull. I'll try that again. Hull sacked their manager on the morning of a game against us. So you know, I mean, Watford might say, "Hold my beer" and do exactly the same thing. For the benefit of anybody. Time. For the benefit of anybody listening to this, since Wednesday night, they have sacked Chris Wilder. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they've only had a couple of games under Wilder as well. They've probably had, what, a week and a half of the international break training with him. Uh, so I think the ideas are still coming out there. I had a quick look uh, at what stats I've got available and they haven't quite settled on a system yet. And we could probably use that to our advantage. I mean, like I say, they've had a week and a half training a week's a long time in football they've probably got some, some something sort of worked out for us um, on Saturday but who's to say we haven't got a plan for Saturday as well I think I think we'll be well up for it I think Rob would be doing Rob and the team will be doing overtime putting the extra effort in like finishing an, an hour later than normal maybe just putting the final touches into the plan on Saturday I think there's a big plan coming and you know I hope Tony's right it'd be nice wouldn't it uh, it would. He's never been right before, so it'd be very nice for him to be uh, right yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> Thanks for There's the a, vote of confidence, Kev. <laughs> there is a first for everything, isn't there? There, there is, is a first for everything, and we might even have you stumped for a joke 
for next Wednesday. You oh, you'll be... if tell you if he's right, there will be no stumping of jokes for yeah. uh, next Wednesday. Absolutely, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> absolutely no danger of that. We, I'll be, I will allow him every single moment of gloating that he wants for the rest of the whole of, whole episode. He's got that. I'll on. hold you to that, Kev. We will probably have to dedicate. If we win two 0 I think episode. we'll all be happy. Yes, indeed, yeah. we will. An we entire will. episode to it, I think. We, um, we will. But I do think I do think it's our turn now. When not that not that these derbies weren't like that. It's a bit like a cup final, isn't it? You don't really know which way it's going to go. Like FA Cup tie, I should say. You don't really know which way it's going to go. And there's no telling. But we listen. We've got home advantage. We've got good momentum. We're a settled side. You know, everybody is going to be on honours. Everybody's going to be on their backs. And it's who who tells under the pressure really. Luton Luton are used to playing at Kenilworth Road, Watford up. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Plenty Both, those will look, be deciding factors. Plenty to look forward to on Saturday. Um, plenty are you, you trying to get out of answering this question yourself, Kev? Plenty of reason to be optimistic. Um, not he is. He's trying to get out of it. Yeah. I'm coming. But James, coming you're standing host. host. You ask him. I, 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 <laughs> no, I've got a better question for you, Kev. I've got a better yeah. question. Right. So you have to have one of these. So would you take? Do not ask me. I know what he's going to ask him. Would, yeah, you, so would, would you take defeat on Saturday, but Luton go up and it be in the Premier League and what for not? Which pillock made you the host of this podcast, <laughs> even for an episode? I didn't say where. <laughs> You're guaranteeing me that we go up. I'm guaranteeing you Premier League, and you can have you can have a, a few seasons in there as well. Of of you know mid table. I think we've got to take that then, haven't we? As much as it would hurt on Saturday, like uh, you've told me all through this episode, there is a bigger picture, and that would be a glorious picture. On the, on, only on the promise that they don't then make the playoffs having beat us, and we're the only ones of the two that get promoted. Kev, no, does your old man listen to this podcast? Yes, he does. Bloody hell. You better edit that bit out. <laughs> I cannot believe you've asked you've asked me that. I'd much rather have asked answered the other questions. To be fair, oh, uh, for what on, it's give, worth, give us your prediction. Yeah, please. no, for what it's worth, it would be so ironic if we've gone through this run of scoring one goal a game for however long it's been, and then on Saturday they all absolutely come like an avalanche. I don't think it's going to happen. I do think, like Tony, mm-hmm. that we'll win two 0 um, But it would be fantastic if we've saved a shitload of goals for them on Saturday, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, it'd be great. Indeed. It'd be wonderful. I don't want to put a dampener on things, but we've only scored more than two goals in a game three times this season. So That's what I mean. So it would be fantastic yeah. if we saved one of the remaining ones for Saturday. Um, yeah, listen, as I said, there's lots of reasons to be optimistic. Not least that, like James has said, there is a big picture at the end of it. But let's hope we don't need to worry about that big picture. Let's hope we're celebrating come, what would it be, half past two on um Saturday afternoon let's hope that well no we don't need to hope the boys will definitely give us a performance that we can be proud of we just hope that it's good enough to get the three points and if it does get the three points one of the bigger pictures we have not spoken about we will be three points of second place in the championship for at least three hours uh, at the very least so uh, yeah massive day on Saturday uh, anyone who is going to the game on Saturday I don't need to tell you to be loud and proud you're absolutely going to do that huge noise levels needed on Saturday, but there are road closures around the ground uh, on Saturday. The police are taking no chances whatsoever. So if you are going to the game, 
please do check the official website out and make sure that you've got your journey planned in advance. Don't want anyone missing kickoff uh, on Saturday. And just on that, it's a 12.30 kickoff on Saturday. Make sure you uh, take notice of that. Obviously, it's been moved long in advance, so I'm sure everyone's well aware of that. And if you're not going to the game on Saturday, you can access the match on iFollow for a tenner. Or if, you're, uh, if you've if you got Sky Red Button service, it's also available on that. We don't want any Luton fans to miss out on what we hope will be a truly special day in, uh, in our club's history. Yet another one uh, of them. Thanks very much, gents, for joining me. Really enjoyed this preview of this game. Hopefully this one goes a hell of a lot better than the last one did. But however it goes, we will be back next week to review Derby Day and the recent matches. And we will look ahead to the rest of the season. We will also, or I will also rather, get the boys' thoughts on who their player of the season is. And my word, is that a competition Ooh. this season? Oh, yeah. They will Glad you're giving that. us notice. They <laughs> will give me that in the next yeah. episode. Ahead of the presentation evening, which if you have not heard, thanks to Sky being truly unhelpful once again, has been moved to Wednesday the 3rd of May, 7.30 start. Unfortunately, the original date is now no longer an option due to the middle of the game being moved. Tickets are still on sale if you want to get some tickets for that one. And if you want refunds, you should already have been informed exactly how to get them. You have until the 23rd of April to do so. James, I'll see you Saturday. Gents, I'll see you both on Wednesday. And let's hope yeah. it's a celebration that we're looking forward to next Wednesday. Thanks again, gents. And uh, well, come on, you actors. Come on, you actors. Come on, you actors.